Hello, everyone. This is Aspet Bedrosian. And this is Hovik Manucharyan. And this is our periodic touch base with Gev Iskajian on the latest conditions during the Artsakh blockade. Gev is with the ANC in Artsakh, nagorno karabakh He lives in Stepanagird. Today is February 17, 2023. This is the 68th day of the blockade. Hey, Gev, how are you doing? I'm doing well, all things considered. Hope you guys are doing good. Good evening, Gev. Good evening, good evening. So it's been a week since we talked, and since then, Azerbaijan has turned the gas on and off multiple times to make life unpredictable and difficult in Artsakh. Can you tell us a little bit about the heating and electricity condition today? Yeah, so as of right now, the gas is turned on. However, we got news yesterday that it would be turned on, and I was just checking our gauges to see if it's working. went up for two hours, and then it shot down again. And then today it came back on. And, you know, like this on again, off again is really difficult for people to deal with, especially those that, you know, heating we know about. It's very cold. It's very difficult for the populace. People can't cook. That's another difficulty because most of the stovetops are gas. But on top of that, every time they turn the gas on, we tell folks to go fill up their cars because we don't know how long it'll take, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, yesterday when that happened, we had people swarm to fill up their cars. And then what you get when they turn it off is a car stranded for kilometers long lines and they're waiting for an hour, two, three hours, and then they get shut off on them. So people have to strand their cars, can you imagine, in freezing cold and then walk home on top of that. That's ridiculous. Is the government's food stamp program in action yet? It is in action. It's working to some degree. But again, we're talking about, look, I'm a grown adult in whatever sense we we may phrase that. Um, So I can understand how, you know, uh, we have basic necessities, whether it's like rice, uh, beans and a few other food products. But when you're talking about the nutritional needs of a young populace, of your mm-hmm. infants, of your newborns, of your elderly. They need more sustenance. So yes, we're meeting like some of the needs. People aren't going completely hungry. But if you're talking about a nutritional scale, it, it's bad, you know? Yeah. Gev, a couple of weeks ago, we heard that schools in Artsakh were going to close because of the lack of heating and occasional blackouts. Also, I should mention that around 18% of the businesses, that's actually one in five businesses, is closed due to these conditions. Yes. And yesterday we heard that the schools would reopen despite these current conditions. Can you tell us a little bit about this? What's the driving factor? Yeah, look, first and foremost about these schools, we've been seeing some of the like universities in action, regardless of these closures. But uh, you're talking about, and I try to walk in on a few classes to see how, you know, how they're dealing with it. You're talking about people huddled up in, in the cold. So it's, you know, two, three Celsius out here. Sometimes it goes below zero and people have two, three coats on in their rooms. That for the older population, older student population, like 18 to 22, uh, you can somewhat deal with. But at this point, it's been two months since uh, our youngest from five years old kindergarten age to High school have been deprived of an education. So we have to restart that regardless at some point, or they're going to miss half a year of schooling. Yeah, those that makes sense. Are, yeah, those conditions are still going to be tough, though. These, these kids are uh, going to be in cold classrooms. They're going to be, they're going to have to, you know, uh, be wearing very warm clothes, multiple coats. It's not the best learning environment. 
but this is the situation that we're dealt with. And, and I guess the teachers, the students, the administrators are making the best out of it. You know, and uh, Gail, I was also following the news, some of the reporting, and it seems that basically even teachers getting to schools to teach is a huge problem because of the energy blockade. So yeah, this is a, multi, it's a multi-dimensional problem. But I just want to sort of underscore for our listeners that the fact that these kids are deprived of their education is one of the most basic rights. And if you remember what was going on during COVID, where basically the kids lost an entire year, and all on top of this, for two months, I guess this is almost, this is almost a, I don't know how kids can recover. They're very sensitive to like, you know, changes like this. I, I, you know, I'm very sensitive to normalizing the situation, painting a brave face. But in reality, basically saying that our softies can do anything. But in reality, they are superhuman, both the teachers and the children for braving the situation. But I don't know what to do with it. You know, um, um, I think we lost Gev, Hovig. Yeah, he was warning that, you know, uh, the power might go out any minute, and it did. You, uh, our listeners, uh, yeah, are, are witnessing basically what can happen in real time. Imagine trying to educate children in this environment. Imagine trying to lead a normal life in this environment. And that's what our artists are uh, going through. Yeah, um, I had in mind to ask him how uh, artists are really dealing with this, because we have seen... Uh, the earthquake in Turkey, and it's kind of easy to empathize when buildings are falling and people are under and they're hurt. But I was going to be asking, what's it like when you have this numbing and long blockade that people stop feeling like there's constant pain there and there's real constant pain there? Maybe it's different from buildings falling on top of you, but people hungry, people cold and everything, and then suddenly he disappeared. I mean, I don't think that it could have been a better show of how it is to be off the air, to cut off your voice, and and to, to have nothing and be in the dark in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, there's your blockade. Um, we've, we've lost connection with him right yeah. now. And uh, for those of us, just as a regular reminder, for those of you listening, please don't accept this as a normal situation. This is a dire situation in Artsakh, and we appreciate you listening to us, and we appreciate you being aware of the situation. But the next step is to do whatever you can to make your social network, to make your friends, family care about this enough to, if you're in the U.S., maybe call your congressperson. At the minimum, please consider retweeting this or figure something else that you can share with your friends and just keep them aware about this as much as possible. Thank you. Thank you, Hovig. All right, let's talk soon. All right, bye-bye.